0: Good afternoon and welcome to Intentional Talk Radio Network. This is Kiana Williams, showrunner and producer for ITRN. Tonight we're going to have a rebroadcast of the first episode, the establishing episode of Closing the Gap with Legacy. Uh, This episode features the father of black real estate in the United States, himself, Mr. Ben Slayton. Stay tuned. We'll get started in just a second. legacy home loans right here on itrnradio.com get your cold drink your warm drink whatever your fancy is it is time for you to get the information you're going to want to get this folks you're going to want to get this so let's go let's go let's get ready let's go it's time for closing the gap with legacy and the legacy series right here with todd simon And his first guest, Ben Slayton, Nick Luchet and Ben Slayton, is the father of Black real estate, first Black man in the country, Black real estate. This is where you're going to get it. Todd Simon is the regional manager of Legacy Home Loans in the South Carolina region, and that's the East Coast, the East Coast region. And he is going to bring us news and views and interesting information from Legacy Home Loans. And I'm going to turn this over to Todd Simon, who is going to get us going. Thank you so much, Todd. How are you?
1: I am and doing well. And
0: welcome to ITRN Radio.
1: Well, thank, thank you, you so for much joining for us. Uh-huh. us. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, thank you so much for that great introduction. And we're so excited uh, to be included uh, to have our first radio show on Intentional Talk Radio Network. Again, my name is T. Todd Simon. I'm the regional manager with Legacy Home Loans, and this is the first episode of Reclaiming the Legacy. And today we have just the a uh, special, special guest, uh, none other than our CEO, Mr. Ben Slayton, and our senior vice president, Mr. Nick Boucher. How are you guys today, gentlemen?
2: Wonderful
3: fantastic
2: how, how are you
3: man i am
1: doing well Hey, Todd, doing can they so see well, you?
3: you you look sharp baby you look <laughs> real.
1: Well, i have to put the purple on sir i was expecting ben to have his on today as well so <laughs> wanted to make sure i have my dress blues and my dress uniform on today for you ben. yes sir you look great all right, right? <laughs> so uh so we're just going to jump right into it if you don't mind uh but what we're talking about is really talking about the past present and future of legacy home loans so we just want to start first with the past some of the questions that have come to me have been where did you guys come from it seems like an overnight success how long have you guys been in business so i want to first start with you ben being the first black realtor in america can you tell us how you became the first black realtor in america sir well um in
2: 1964 is when i became the first black realtor um and, um, in 1964, uh, none of us, uh, could go into the Board of Realtors and ask for an application. It was like the old boy, oh, uh, good old boys club where you had to be sponsored by a member of uh, the association, uh, to become a realtor. Uh, and there was no way that a um, young black Male, uh, in 1964 was a white person going to sponsor, uh, you to become a member. Um, and, um, fortunately, um, I, um, I was adopted, uh, by a Jewish family, uh, and they were very, uh, anxious to help me, uh, become successful and They found a a white person that would uh, sponsor me, um, and that person charged them Uh, $5,000. $5,000 in 1964 could purchase a two-bedroom, one-bath house about 800 square feet. So um, that's how I became the first black realtor in America.
1: Um, All right. And I I certainly wish that I could still buy uh, a two-one with $5,000 in this day and age, right? I, right. Know, I wish we could do that, correct? Uh, so Nick, I want to come over to you. Please give us a little bit of your background. Um, and if and if nobody has had the opportunity to hear our senior vice president, Mr. Nick Boucher, talk, uh, put on a seatbelt because you're going to feel some goosebumps. So what I want to do, please, is just talk to us, Nick, about Uh, being under the tutelage of Mr. Ben Slayton with being the first black realtor and how that has helped you in your career.
3: Absolutely, Brother Todd. Again, I want to thank the IT Radio team, tell you guys how much of a blessing that this is to have a platform to spread this message. It's fantastic. Todd, I'm proud of you, brother, for being a leader of Legacy Home Loans and um, really believing in the crusade, one of the first people to believe in this crusade before anybody else did but it was still just a vision, so we appreciate you as well. Uh, My story is like many stories of uh, individuals from our community. That's not not my phone, is it? Sorry about that, guys. Uh, All right, cool. Um, So uh, I think I would fast forward to um, 2018 to to bring this forward. Um, At that time, um, I was already a national recognized mortgage banker in the country, I was a top 1% mortgage banker in this country for four years in a row. Um, I'm here in a market like LA, California, that has one of the lowest levels of black home in this country. Less than 20% of black families actually own their homes in LA. Uh, but for, for me, that was a personal mission. And so we were able to help 1200 families um, in this market. Uh, we personally produced $527 million of production. And people were pretty shocked that someone so focused in the black community where price points are so high can have that kind of impact. But I think it speaks to the collective consciousness of people who get empowered uh, to do something uh, together and to trust somebody who's going to help guide them. And um, at that time, I started this crusade in 2016, where I wanted to help create $100 million of black wealth in the black L.A. market. So I had this whole movement around it. I had wrapped my car with the movement. Uh, I do these homebound workshops all the time. I was like a crusader. I was like a, like a soldier without a nation. You know what I mean? I was just like on a fire and, uh, and at the same, but this is the beauty of, um, you know, God's purpose and God's divine order because when at the same time that I'm doing this locally, there's another man named Ben Slayton who's building a company. Legacy home loans, and many times it's funny, you know, God says, uh, they say, if you want to hear God laugh, tell God your plans, <laughs> right? And so I'm looking to build something regionally, and uh, somebody tells me about Ben Slade four years ago, and uh, Ben was building this company, and Ben will tell you that, uh, you know, he was looking for someone who could partner with him, and he went to Google, and he put in, like, I think, like, Black Mortgage Banker, NARAP, something, And uh, a young handsome fella in a three-piece pinstripe suit pulled up on Google Images. And I was your brother, man. And that's how Ben initially found me. So we met met in Las Vegas uh, when I first met Ben. And, uh, you know, for me, um, I um, had mentors in my life throughout this career. And in the end, I can tell you it was strictly about business. Because when it came down for me to do a transition – You can tell it was not like a real relationship it was it was very much so based on economics and so ben when i met ben um i was it it gave me the ability to scale my purpose because i was doing it locally but then ben had a national vision and he said look here's how i want to do it he wrote down remember you had that yellow pen and notepad and he and he wrote down his vision and he said i have the wisdom I've done this many times before, but I've, I'm have i on my sixth lap. You know, I've done this so many times before. I need a partner who can really help me uh, create this at scale. And I, he, said, I, he said, I need you. And it um, took some time to think about it, but ultimately, it was the right move to make. And so ever since then, I think the biggest thing for me, I'll tell you, that Ben has helped me do was he's helped me understand the value of service. When he and I first had dinner together. Uh, 2018, Ben said, if you take the opportunity, you know, I know that the whole, your whole career has been about you as a producer, but if you come here, you're called to serve. He said, and the, so the higher you go in life, the more you're called to service. And so it really allowed me to find humility, um, to find Ben's path, and to have the audacity to believe in something bigger than myself. And that's Legacy almost
1: those are great words, Nick. I really appreciate that. Um, once again, I told you guys, you know, make sure you put the seatbelt on. Because, hey, I'm just
3: getting started, uh, baby. Don't get we, you, I'm, I'm just getting, getting started, okay? Let's We got some
1: more coming. We got some more coming. But since you talked about the foundation, and that's what's important to me. We're talking about the past, where Legacy started from. So, Ben, I want to kick that back over to you with our next question. And that's tell us about Legacy Home Loans, why you started it, and when
2: you started it. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, I, um, I had, I'll i go back just a little bit further. Uh, I had uh, built several companies uh, in, the, in the mortgage industry um, and real estate industry and uh, made a little money and decided that um, I had uh, done, you know, I'm getting older and, and I hadn't done anything for society, for my people um i just was very focused on making myself uh, uh wealthy and um i decided that uh, it was time to do something differently um so um i uh, thought you know what would be what has not been accomplished yet um and that is in in our in our field and that is to have a black uh led mortgage banking company that um is nationwide um and that can everyone in the company um looks like you and me um and professionals people that uh has have you know dedicated their life to uh being the top of, of of everything that they do and that's what i wanted to do i wanted to create something uh like that and um that's that's where uh, we are at today. Um, you know, I think that each and every one of our people that are associated with us are top professionals, um, and uh, really are dedicated to service uh, beyond themselves uh, and making uh, making life uh, better for others. You know, it, it, if you uh, if you focus on helping people. Uh, the money will come you don't have to worry about that yes and, and that's really what that's my philosophy and just a little t- about my philosophy and that is life is is uh geared in three different uh uh sections uh tw- first 20 years is for learning you know uh and being able to uh kind of kind of from um a standpoint of uh, school and uh, and uh, being uh, taught, you know, different things, um, and then the next forty years is learning and earning. Okay, okay. now you're at sixty, um, and the rest of your life, returning everything that you've learned and earned. Uh, you can't take it with you. Um, I know that. Uh, my wife is going to be well taken care of but I've got everything in my head everything that my knowledge and everything I've got to give it back. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to do is to build a company where I, I have people that will take what I what I've, what I've learned and the mistakes that I've made keep from making those mistakes and, and really building a company that uh, has integrity and um, you know one of the things that we look for uh, when we hire people, is that they belong to the 5-H society. And that 5-H society is that person has to be humble. That person has to be honest, hungry for success beyond their imagination. Yes, sir. They've got to be a hard worker. And most of all, you know, they've got to have the hustle to make it all come together. Without the hustle, the other four doesn't matter too much in order to be, you know, successful. So that's what it's all about.
1: Absolutely, Ben. And thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, in the the recap, it just sounded like you were just talking and really talking about vision. So as a visionary, uh, to bring something like Legacy Home Loans to fruition, we applaud you and we respect and honor you and give you your flowers uh, while we can and while you can smell them. So, you know, thank you for being here. And so the, the the question I have is you said something about a little bit of money. So I, 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 I'm sure that it was a lot of money with the with the businesses that you built over that period while you were getting into creating legacy home loans. Would that be correct? Uh, you don't want to go on record with saying uh, that I don't think that that that's necessary. Uh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> All right. So. Let let me just ask this next question. And um, so in the process of creating legacy home loans, um, did you run into resistance from other companies and colleagues that told you uh, that, hey, that's not going to work? You know, this is something that has never been done before. You're wasting your time. These are the type of borrowers that don't pay their bills. These are the type of borrowers. Everything that's negative underneath the the sun. Did you run into that type of resistance when you were uh, creating legacy home loans?
2: Um, unfortunately I did. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, no doesn't mean no, no just means that, uh, I haven't, or you haven't given me enough reason to say yes. So you have to keep working at it and keep going at it. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, one of the things that I found, uh, as we are building uh, legacy, it, it was kind of tough in the beginning, getting the right people, you got to get the right People in the right seats on the right bus, um, and I can I can tell you in the beginning we did not have the right people in the right seats on the right bus, uh, but we finally got there, uh, and uh, now we have a uh, a policy and, and and a direction as to what a person has to uh, you know uh, be like when we hire someone to make sure that they are you know within our vision. Um, but uh, today um, our um you know our focus is uh and our mission is to empower the african american community throughout the united states uh you know with, with a focus on uh building wealth through home ownership and leaving family legacies um sometimes in in the uh, mainstream press uh, that doesn't go over very well uh, some you know uh, people that are not of color uh, wonder how we can uh, focus on just one uh, group of people. Uh, and that's really what it is. We focus on one group of people. Uh, there are other companies that focus on different types of, of, of mortgages. Uh, some people focus on nothing but reverse mortgages. They won't do anything other than reverse mortgages. There are some people that focus on VA loans. That's all they do. Um, we focus on our people. That's all we do. So I don't see a difference. Uh, and that's what I try to explain to people. But even with, uh, with, with what's going on today with our new home product, um, we, we have received tremendous number of uh, people uh, complaining that uh, we can't do this. But there is a, a, a law. That says you can do it, and we're doing
1: it. Great, great. Um, and so, in that same vein, Nick, I want to come over to you and talk about the overall mission, culture, and vision of Legacy Home Loans. Can you can you give us an explain expound on that a little bit for us, please?
3: Absolutely. Um, let me say, Todd. Before I do do that, that's also why uh, I feel so honored being a part of this company because even now sitting in with you now. And my pen and notepad because I'm still getting notes from Ben today um, on always ways to get better so this is always fantastic um, I think that uh, the best way to describe a mighty mission is you is you have to have a culture that people can really galvanize behind and for legacy home loans uh, our culture is surrounded with one word and that word is umbuntu, umbuntu. Ubuntu um, uh, um, is a, is, a, is an African word under Western philosophy that really popularized in the 90s uh, when uh, South Africa ended apartheid without bloodshed. And uh, they asked Nelson Mandela and Bishop Desmond Tutu how they were able to um, redress these wrongdoings and unify a people. And they said one word, Ubuntu. Um, and Ubuntu um, is a word that means I am Because you are. And the concept in that is give you guys a parable. There's a story of an anthropologist who comes to Africa and he sees these young kids in the village who have limited resources. And he wants them to compete for a bag of oranges. And he puts a bag of oranges against a tree and he tells these kids to run and compete for the tree, uh, for the orange. And whoever gets there the fastest, they get to take the oranges and give them to their family. And um, he said, on your mark, get set, go. And he believes they're going to compete and run for the oranges, but they don't run. Instead, they hold hands and they walk to the tree and they share the oranges. And the guy was stunned and he said, why is it you guys did not compete for the oranges? And one of the kids says, what good is it for me to have all the oranges and my brothers and my sisters, they have none. That is umbuntu. And what that means for legacy, by and large, because the focus is so mission focused on the black experience, uh, we know that uh, there's an opportunity for us to concentrate and unify, and there's power in collective consciousness. Uh, the African American community, if you look at us as a nation, uh, we would be the ninth richest nation. In the world, if you go to Google right now and you put in top 25 economies in the country or in the world, you'll get Canada at number 10 that has $1.7 trillion in GDP. Well, last year, black buying power, black wealth collectively, $1.8 trillion. So we have more economic power than Canada but we don't look at ourselves through the lens of umbuntu. We look at at ourselves as individual. I got mine, you get yours. And we believe that collective thought resonates with people who say, you know what, I don't want to go this thing alone. You know, there's a proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We're going somewhere. And we're going to go together. And umbuntu harnesses that spirit within legacy homelands
1: awesome awesome and and in that same sentiment when you're talking about going far going together um we do know that that uh historically and of course uh with reports in the news and things of that nature where it talks about the wealth gap being 30 percent and 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 at an all-time high mirroring uh the the days of old um you know what i want to do first Ben, is is kick to you and talk about how we got here and i also want to uh You know, tie it together with the president and what we're doing today to close that wealth gap. So, um, can you speak on what are some of the contributing factors that caused us to to be in a deficit when it comes to the disparity between black home ownership and other races?
2: Well, you know, it it really—if I do that—we really it really goes back to slavery. Um, You know, if we want, but we won't go back that far. We'll we'll just go back. uh, let's say uh, 25 days or so after I was born Uh, and the uh, World War II uh, had ended and um, there were um, people coming, uh, soldiers coming home from uh, overseas. And we, uh, uh, you know, they they were able to put together a, a program Uh, called the uh, GI Bill, uh, whereby um, the veterans were going to, when they come home, they were going to be able to get home loans. They were going to be able to go to college. Uh, They were going to be able to be trained uh, to uh, do, you know, things like plumbing and and construction and stuff like that. Um, However, in those days, there was a, a restriction a deed restriction within that was written right into the deeds that said you as a, if you were not a, of a Caucasian race, then you couldn't live in a certain location. Um, so that gave the banks uh, an ability to uh, redline and not give us uh, give black people loans uh, in order to uh become homeowners and start building wealth. And prior to that, there was an organization, a government organization that drew the maps, drew the maps of where they, they should lend, whether it would, you know, the, the red line or everything in red in the map, um, they said that you couldn't lend there. And then it was yellow, and then there was a uh, blue and green um, and all of these you know green that naturally was the best place to put put the money but the government itself is the one that prevented us from obtaining wealth uh as the white people obtain wealth the government uh, and the same maps that they drew then if you took those very same maps and went to baltimore or some other large city and overlaid that map over the city. The people that did not get money, you know, 80 years ago, does not get money today. Mm-hmm. That is one of the reasons that uh, some of the large banks are being sued for not lending in some of these areas, and they are uh, required now to start lending in these areas. And, you know, they are coming up with special programs, uh, to start lending in those areas because they haven't been doing it. Um, but over the, over the years that, uh, the, the GI Bill, as far as I'm concerned, is the, the, probably the biggest, uh, in more recent years of the reason that we are behind the wealth gap the way we are, uh, because everyone got ahead of us because uh, of the deed restrictions that uh, prevented us from getting there.
1: Yes, sir. And, and you know, when I hear that, it, it's uh, deeply disturbing because I'm an actual veteran also. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Navy, U.S. Navy veteran. And so, you know, I've been able to actually, you know, purchase my home using the GI Bill um, because of the time that I served. So, when I think about the history and hear about um, some of the things that happen with the government and us not being able to actually take part and utilize uh, that program because you served, uh, you sacrificed, and things like that—it's—it's um, uh, it's alarming, all right. But but we also know that it's a new day. We do know that, and so Nick, I want you to actually talk about what we're going to do right now to actually close that wealth gap because I was reading somewhere, and I and I hope that you can expound on this. But I I read somewhere that says something about a billion dollars.
3: <laughs>
1: so if you could unpack that a little bit, if you could talk absolutely. about what we're going to do at Legacy Home Loans to change that narrative,
3: Ab- absolutely. Um, you know, me and Ben talk about that a lot uh, over over the years, and I'll tell you to give you some some context on that. You know, we we talked about you know since the Civil Rights of '68 homeownership rates are about the same, right, for African-American homeowners. And you think about um, how we've looked at solving that problem, and a lot of it was going back to address historical injustices to solve that problem through intervention from government. And I think what it tells us is if you want to solve a problem at scale and make big impact, and you're dependent on the government, good luck. (laughs) Okay? Good luck. And so, I think as a result, We have to have a different kind of perspective. And I'll tell you what I see to give you some context. Mm -hmm. So right now, there in the U.S., there's 130 million U.S. households. Homeownership today for the Black American, if you Google homeownership rate, in terms of quarter one of this year, is 45.3%. Okay, 45.3. Which gives you about 7.7 million Black households own their home. So that gives you 10 million people who don't own a home. Okay. October 2020, uh, Freddie Mac uh, produced a report that said that right now there are close to three million black families who have the FICO score, the credit history, and the debt to income ratio to qualify to buy a home called them mortgage rate right mm-hmm. I'll give you context for a second. if, if, if you if we did nothing more but turn our attention and solving a problem ourselves, and you can get those 2.9 million people to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's 10.9 million people who will own a home. The home ownership rate in black America will be 65%. Let's just pause that for a second. Yeah. You understand that? So the question becomes who has the courage to come out and say, we're going to do a thing for us who has the courage to say, you know what, I don't mind taking the arrows on the back because I've done it for almost 60 years. It's an honor to do it. And who's willing to follow that man down the path? And that's where you come into play, I come into play, Charles come into play, Ternicia, all of us now to mobilize and to be a sergeant or to be a soldier to solve this war that we're in right now. And so Legacy Home Loans says, you know what? Somebody's gonna do it, we'll do it. And we believe that as a result, we can make this impact. And so for us, when you think about that, even a billion, we should be talking about a hundred billion to solve this problem. You understand? But like B said, we gotta start somewhere. To me, a billion that's just planting the seed. A hundred billion is the number we should be at. And so for us, what we know is that okay, if you have these individuals. Uh, like I'll give you some examples. Uh, last week we've had a lot of, we had a lot of attention about legacy home loans. And so we had so many people apply. So give you some context. This is profound, by the way, B. So I I got this message, um, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, and they, and somebody told me, um, how many applications Bank of America got after they announced their SPCP role. It was like 9,000 people had applied, right? But that was all people, black, white, Asian, all, Look at the black people. Hear me out, Todd. There were more black people who applied for a home loan at Legacy Home Loans mm-hmm. than applied for a loan at Bank of America. Say that again. I'm going to say that again, you. but I'm going to say it slower.
1: Okay. We can make sure our listeners can hear that.
3: I said there were more black people in the last week who applied for a home loan with Legacy Home Loans than those who applied at Bank of America. That is a David and Goliath concept. You, does that make sense to you? Absolutely. I made some phone calls because some people were waiting to get an actual to still apply for the home loan. And I made some phone calls back to people who didn't get their applications taken. And i talked to like seven of them today. They're in Atlanta, North Carolina, sh- Chicago, Nevada. And I said, you know, um, what made us, I said, were you in the house process to buy a home? And they said, actually, no, I wasn't. I said, what made you apply for Legacy Home Loans? And they said, after I saw Ben speak, I believed. Hmm. Imagine the power in belief. And so I think what's happening right now is that Legacy Home Loans is proven that we're gonna normalize building wealth. We're gonna normalize being homeowners. And we're gonna tell people, hey, you know what? Yes, there's historical injustices and anything we can do, any tool, that's why Ben decided to step in the front with the SPCP program that we created, right? Whatever tool we can use, but make no mistake that, that one tool won't solve this problem. Mm-hmm. We collectively will believe big enough, empower each other, and create strategy to do that. So when you think about that, say, how do you how do you solve that problem? Well, we say, okay, we know that some borrowers might not be credit ready today, right, to buy to buy a property. So we say, you know what? That's okay. Most People who get who are not credit ready, they don't. They get adverse action. They get denied for an actual home. There's no roadmap to help build them up with credit. So what we've done, we've been, we've actually partnered with a national credit agency, and so that's actually black owned too to keep it in the ecosystem. And so we say, hey, if somebody's not credit ready but they have the motivation to do so, mm-hmm. let's put them on a roadmap to rebuild their credit. Because they have the belief now. All they need is just some time to close that credit score gap. right? And all of us can have stories on people who didn't, who were were not ready, but we stayed with them. We walked them through it and they've done it. So patience is a virtue of legacy home loans, number one. I think number two is the person who has a credit uh, score. Uh, Lady Tree did a a study on this uh, a year and a half ago, and they surveyed that uh, almost 33% of black people believe they experienced racial bias when applying for a home loan. So, we say okay, let's build a underwriting team and let's find a head of operations qualified, who's excellent, who can make sure that every black person gets a fair shot at the American dream. We've done that. We went through our process, we found Shirley Miller, who runs operations. Yes. So the she people in closing, people in people in underwriting, right? Uh, people in processing, they look like you and I, by and large. And so you say, okay, if you know the problems exist, let's find a method. And we believe that business is best equipped to build a company at profit that could solve those problems at scale. And that's our vision for legacy homes.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
3: And, and one of the things that I, that
1: that it pointed to is how the dollar circulates. Right? We we talk about how that dollar circulates outside in our community, Um, but with legacy home loans, it sounds like what you and Ben have created at the top from a leadership perspective is to uh, have that dollar circulate multiple times because we have loan officers that look like us, we have processes that look like us, underwriters that look like us, head of the company that looks like us, and an ecosystem that is created to then nurture people that are not necessarily ready the home buying process, we nurtured them into being ready. So, that is ways to keep that dollar circulating in our community. So, I applaud you guys for that. Um, you touched a little bit on the program uh, that is, is – it caused a lot of attention back over to Legacy Home Loans, um, and partnering with the government was actually one of the questions that we were leading into. So, um, this is a toss-up question, Ben, Nick, whoever decides to, to, to jump in and grab this. Um, but I know that it's important to partner with government entities and things of that nature to bring about change in the black community. Can you talk about what we've done with legacy home loans and what we've uh, introduced as of late uh, that has allowed us to be in position to affect change in black and brown communities?
2: But, but, uh, I'll, I'll let Nick uh, pick up after this, but I want to come back on something you just said yes, sir. Uh, about the uh, The money being circulated uh, in in our community, but you only went through uh, Legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, We are trying our best to make sure that we circulate the money outside of Legacy. Uh, You know, we want the escrow company to be black. We want the uh, 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 home inspector to be black. We want everyone in the process. To be black. If 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 that is the case, right. then we are really circulating, recirculating, and recirculating the money back into the community. Right. Um, and it it makes a big difference when um, you are uh, you know recirculating the money, and everyone in a transaction um, are the professionals that uh, are the top professionals in the industry. Uh, And that's what we're trying to create. Uh, You know, when I was, when I grew up, uh, there was this thing called crab, crabbing, you know, where Mm -hmm. crabs in a barrel, one trying to uh, 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 pull themselves out of the barrel, another one to pull them back down. I don't see that today. I see where everyone that I talk to says, you know, we want to work with you guys. We want to make it happen. And uh, that's something that's, new to me as as an older man, right. um, I haven't seen that. Uh, uh, you know, now I see it, but I hadn't seen that before in all the years that I've been in the business. Um, so go ahead, Nick.
3: No, look, matter hey, of fact, Todd, Nick, if I
2: could just... we, we called we call that an
1: alley so Hey, we, I, listen. Uh, no, I, I laid it, no, it up I, for you, Dan. I'll put it out there for you. <laughs> no, well, that, no that, that, that,
3: that was amazing that actually they said that, but I, I also think it's important that people recognize This is the firm's thinking, right? This is an an organization that's really thinking about how to make impact, not just for the homeowner, like how deep can this thing go, right? Like how do you really build ecosystems? And I think to Ben's context, so I'm going to give you some context around what Ben just said. Um, McKinsey did a research report a couple years ago and uh, looked at the challenges of black entrepreneurs in this company or this country. And a few things came out. They said, one, uh, the failure rate of a black business to make it in year five is drastically higher than a white entrepreneur. Well, why is that? Because initial capital to start up They said that the average black entrepreneur has under $30,000 when they open up their doors. The average uh, white entrepreneur, $150,000, 5X the upfront capital, right? Number one. You say, okay, well, no, another issue with that is that the average African-American that works for a black business, average income, $35,000. If they work for a white-owned company, $53,000, right? So you say, okay, look at that. And you say, okay, well, another issue that, that we have is black businesses actually employ the black community. So you say, okay, right now, the SBA did a study on this uh, 2021. Out of 1.9 million black-owned businesses – only 110,000 employ W-2 black people. So we're talking about that's 1%. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, you say, okay, so 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 we aren't employing our people. We also aren't trying to aggregate dollars to help grow black businesses. And so Ben and I are thinking, is that, okay, well, what happens if we look at the black homeowner? Well, we know that on average, if a black homeowner buys a property – Right, they they're going to work with a loan officer, processor, underwriter, and agent, on the buy side, list side, home inspector, home insurance company, closing attorney, title. You have you have ten people who get in, who get employed in that transaction. If you look at what the what the average person makes on the transaction, it's about twenty three thousand dollars in total. So when one black family buys a property and obtains a mortgage. They just created about $25,000 in the ecosystem. That's one person. Well, if you look at that, well, last year there were 375,000 black families who became homeowners. But so you multiply that, what you get is almost $9 billion that was created in the black ecosystem, but only 1% went to a black mortgage company. Right? doesn't exist. So it leaves the minute we get the keys, that money dissipates. Well, Ben's thought is that what if we could harness those dollars? So we made a pledge in the next five years, we want to be able to circulate over $100 million into the black ecosystem. If we can do that, Todd, now those title companies who need to compete for great black talent, they can afford to do so. They need money for innovation. They need money for added resources, right? They can do it at scale if we could begin to harness it. But if we're just the idea will become the tipping point of who will follow. And so I think that from Ben's standpoint, not only are we going to build uh, the black homeowner and help create wealth, but we want to make sure that we keep that wealth within our community to give you some context. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. And and, and with that being said, I want to actually uh, open this question up when we're talking about the mindset, because we talked about this ecosystem and the fact that as consumers, we spend our dollars, Wherever, all right, and sometimes we don't necessarily think about putting our resources back into the black ecosystem, which is what you talked about, um, and we talked about trillions of dollars that um, that we had as black people, as far as you know, o- overall revenue uh, in 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 the past year or so. So, how important is the mindset in 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 helping us shift the mindset with our people that? changes that narrative from, no, I can't, I can't accomplish this thing, or no, I don't want to work with a Black business, to, yes, yes, I can accomplish this piece of the American dream, and yes, I want to do that using a Black company. How important is that?
3: Oh, I would say it's extremely important, and I think it goes back to Ben's initial response when he said that we want to build a, a Black company for people who are excellent people who are professionals, people who are the 5-H. There's a standard at Legacy Home Loans. And so we don't want people to think that because you are Black, you have to work with Legacy Home Loans. It's because we're Black and we're great collectively, and we're a reminder of who we all can be at the highest level. And so I think that when we have to recognize, Todd, um, that there's sometimes a burden of being a Black business because there is an inferiority complex that exists, that's been embedded for many reasons. As a matter of fact, 1927, uh, there was um, a convention in Philadelphia at the National Negro Business League. And, uh, and there's a, there a, there a speaker Keno, who said the biggest problem of the day is trying to convince black people to trust white banks like they do black banks. And that was a hundred years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And here we are today and as much as I said about the emails that I'm getting, there's, there are still people, you know, who are like, hey, is this thing real? Is this company real? Is this where this company come from? You know, I think I talked to um, – who was that yesterday? Uh, who did I text? I can't recall who it was, but I got an agent from, from you know, KW. And, uh, you know, she said, I got this client, and she wants, she, she wants to believe it, but she has some doubt, right? Wow. And so, so we have to recognize that, look, Todd, if, if you give it context – We've been here as a people for 403 years, and for and, and up until 50 years ago, we were considered men. I just give that context for a second, right? Like black men were recognized as as legal human beings 50 years ago. Ben would tell you there were times that black men had to walk on the walk off the corner of the street for a white child to walk past them. I still have I, I still see uh um. Uh, Alex, uh, I can't recall the guy's name, but 1964, when we were able to, when when the voting rights uh, bill passed, and uh, he was a journalist, and he was going to go vote. And uh, he was walking to, you know, to the voting poll. He's just getting beat up and punched and spit on, throw his hat down. He's just a proud man, because I know that he believed one day this will not happen. And he really believed that. And here we are today manifesting that belief. And so I think that it's critically important, but I think it's also important, too, that that we have to give ourselves grace as well, okay? And so ultimately, our job is to focus on the work, Mm -hmm. do it at a high level, because I love the fact that it's already happening, Todd. It's already been a tipping point. People want to believe. People want to do it. They just need to have proof of concept, right, because there's been too many times. Go back to the Freedmen's Bank, 1863. Right. You got black people who are being told, hey, we won't give you the free acres of land that we're giving the rest of the people through the Homestead Act, but we'll help you save money and learn how to be uh, a thrifter spender. And you saw black people in nine years, Todd, collectively save one point five billion dollars in the in the eighteen hundreds, Todd, one point five billion dollars. But they also seen that money mismanaged and they saw that money lost. And we mm-hmm. saw how deep it impacted our mistrust for banks in general. That still exists today. So if you have historical context and you have grace, you recognize our job is to do the work. And if we do the work at scale, we're going to just like legacy home loans. You right. start off with 10 people, then it multiplies 20, then a 100, then a 1,000. Now they believe. Right. And so I think ultimately if you have that level of context, I think we can have great momentum in the very short order.
2: But, you know, also from the other side, uh, the borrowers, uh, you know, the, the average person, average black person that wants to become a homeowner sometimes uh, eliminates themselves. Yes. Uh, they decide, I'm not qualified, I, I can't do it, and don't try. Um, it's it's, uh, it's, it's kind of sad that uh, we have put ourselves in that position, and, and you know, the mindset is everything. I mean, everything. It's you can't run a business without the right mindset. You know, you can't do anything without the right mindset. So mindset is everything. Um, if you have that uh, and and determination, right mindset and determination, uh, nothing can stop you. Um, and, you know, yes, there are uh, borrowers out there that, you know, don't uh, uh, have never been trained and taught how to uh, save money you know, some people have, you know, there's a, there's a young man uh, that has an organization uh, called, I think uh, house before the car. Uh, And some of us don't think in terms of that way. They they want a big big car sitting in front of a small house. Uh, And instead of getting the house first, you know, and, but he's after that ride. And after being able to show off that I I do this, that was one of the things that I really appreciated and and, and loved about Nick when I first met him. Uh, he had a a little small car uh, uh, that I it took me a while to get inside of it. You know, it was Nick. But, Nick had a small car. Yeah, he did. Oh, uh, and 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 that was uh, that, that that really impressed me because here's a young man that is a number one of uh, one percenter of, of in the mortgage industry uh, making a, a ton of money uh, and driving a car that uh, the average person, you know, drives. Uh, he wasn't driving a big car, you know. He knew how to invest his money and, and make it work for him. And it's, he's living under his means. That's one of the other things that we need to learn to do is to live under our means rather than above our means. And, exactly. and you know, it's it's a lot of training. Uh but I it just the attitude, the mentality of, of, of people today, of our people today, is is they're changing. Uh and I, I'm I'm happy to be able to see it uh before I leave this world. Um and it's 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 a great, great, great situation and I, I really enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely
1: and and that's that was that was such a great
2: segue um
1: and I want to actually you know kind of get to one of the one of the final questions because we're running out of time I just looked at the at the clock I mean this is such a great conversation we we may have to pick this up with part two um next week um but I I want to actually make sure that we ask this question and, and and talk about empowering the next generation of leaders so as fathers and husbands um myself I'm a girl dad I have I have three daughters so uh, I want to talk about um, how important it is to, to really empower the next generation of leaders and also teach them um, what it means to have uh, financial freedom and, and, and also see that displayed in front of them. Um, you, you talked, Ben, about um, the house before the car and, 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 and what happens in our community where uh, we just take the time and we will buy the liability before the asset. Just so we can look good outside, and and we'll we'll spend so much time cleaning the rims and different things like that, um, but not actually understanding the importance of having an asset that actually appreciates with time, and that value builds. So Nick, if you could, or, or Ben as well, can you talk about with you guys being fathers and husbands, and also fathers of a movement, um, fathers of legacy home loans? I, I consider both you gentlemen. To be my mentors, uh, not only just in, in in business but also personally. Um, can you talk about how important it is to empower the next generation of leadership?
2: Yeah, Do you want to?
3: Uh, well, you know,
2: I um, uh, I have to take a back seat to that because I don't think that uh, I was the ideal uh, parent. Uh, you know, I, I was so focused on um, making money and, and, and building uh, operations, building companies, that uh, I wish uh, uh, I, I had done things a little differently, but, I, you know, I didn't. And I, uh, I think, not, you know, today everyone that, uh, especially, you know, Nick will tell you that I tell him all the time, I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. You know, I want you to make sure that you uh, take care of your family, you spend time with your family, um, and be able to, uh, uh, you know, you don't want, you know, 50 years from now, your kid reminding you about the things that you didn't do. Uh, so, you know, that, that's very important, and that's something that uh, I wish, you know, I had done differently, uh, but uh, I didn't, but I'm, I'm trying to make that happen now. Uh, and, and correct that. But uh, that that's very important. you got to find that that balance in in, in, in life. Uh, and I, I uh, you know, eventually got there, but uh, it didn't. It took me too long to get there. So
3: I appreciate uh, transparency uh, there as well. So that, that uh, means that means a lot for sure. And this is I mean, I think this question, we don't have much time on it. This could be a topic by itself, just like a whole session. Absolutely. Uh, but just, I would, I would highlight a few things. Uh, you mentioned the importance of mentorship uh, is one component in that. And I'll tell you, I'm thankful uh, for Ben and look at Ben like a father. and He knows that I grew up without one. And so I think that uh, for me, when me and Ben met, I was very much on that same path. Whereas a man, I, I was my identity was made up of my ability to be a provider, right? When you grow up in poverty, you don't have much, you know, you have these traumas, uh, kind of growing up. If you don't heal from them, you repeat these same mistakes. And so, I think Ben was gracious enough. Um, I look back at my family now, and you know, my wife, and we're so much better as a husband and as a and as a wife because of my ability to have a growth mindset and be able to get wisdom from a, from an actual man who's lived it and said, "Hey, man, I know the path you're going down. Let me tell you where it leads." the path that you want for yourself. And if the answer is no, here's how you pivot. Here's my mistakes, right? That's how Jay-Z said, right? His job is to shorten the distance of, su- uh, of success. And so I would tell you that em- empowerment is so, so powerful, brother, and it's so important because you and I recognize this too. At another organization, we might not have not had the capacity to grow. There might have been a, a glass ceiling that many of us have to actually go through. Which goes back, I think I will end it here, with the power of Ubuntu. Because Ubuntu says, it's not about me, it's about us. And Ben believes that. And so for us to see Ben mention life in three chapters, for Ben to be in chapter three, and many of us still in chapter two, right, we could learn with the wisdom. We could be empowered in order to make sure that Ben's whole vision is, when my time does come, and by the way, he's very healthy, He might be here for another 50 years, like Abraham, who knows, (laughs) right? But But the reality is that one day he will step down, and he wants to see the vision still go on. That's what mentorship does for you. That's empowerment. And I ended here about the whole kid. So my daughter, Yana, I have three. Uh, You're a girl, Dad. You got your daughters. I got three. I got two girls, and I got my son. And every time I come home, uh, you know, my daughter, Yana, you know, she says – she says, uh, she says, she says, dad, did you, this is her, it's her thing. She says, dad, did you change the world today? She's four. Beautiful. She thinks I'm, a. she she she, she thinks I'm, she thinks I'm, she thinks I'm the Black Panther, like in real <laughs> life, right? She thinks I'm really T'Challa, man. Right. That's my, my, perfect. Right? That's right. absolutely
0: like, outstanding. That's the way it's supposed to be.
3: Right? <laughs> and so ultimately it's like, what does that do for her? to feel proud, to be a Goucher, to know she's here, to serve, to be great. And she doesn't have to read it in the book. She can see it in real life. I think that's the, that's the beauty of mentorship, of empowerment, and Legacy Home Loans has been built with that ideology in mind.
1: Absolutely. And as we get ready to wrap um, on the first segment of Reclaiming the Legacy, um, I just want to actually ask the question of what's next for Legacy Home Loans? And I want you guys both, please, to take a few moments and just unpack that to tell the listeners across the country that have been seeing and they've been put on notice um, that we that we're here and and we're not overnight success. Uh, we put we've been putting in the work and we have a lot more work to do. So if you could please uh, take a moment to um, just talk about that before we get ready to wrap up and sign out
2: for this evening. I, I want uh, uh, every black person in the United States. Whenever they start thinking about a loan for their home, either to purchase, to refinance, the first thought in their mind is legacy. And any everything that I'm working for, everything that I do uh, and Nick does is to get us in that position where we are number one and we just happen to be black. Number one in the country, but just happened to be black. Uh, and, uh, I think that that is something that, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing happen that, uh, you know, we become a household word. And, and whenever someone wants to, every, any black person in the country that wants to, uh, get a loan, buy a home, legacy, it comes to mind the first thought. We may not be able to do every loan. Now, no doubt. We cannot do every loan. But we can we can really make a difference. Yes, sir. Mr. Gouche, please, if you will.
3: I mean, to me, that was a mic drop, you know, right there what Ben said. But uh, it's funny. This is how me and Ben uh, operate because Ben says that And I asked myself, why can't we do every loan? (laughs) That's what I asked myself. (laughs) Let's figure this thing out. But, uh, no, uh, I I do think to to echo Ben's point, I'll bring this home with you because what you have on right now, you have one this purple jacket. And Ben made it for a reason because purple represents royalty. And I think that for us, legacy is something bigger. I think it's an idea as a reminder of who we truly are when we step into our natural selves. Right. Somebody say, you know, if you're talking proper, you're talking to dot dot dot. I said, no, I'm talking because I am the creator of language. If somebody says, oh, you're great at academia, you're acting. No, 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 no. It's because in my DNA, we created math, science and astrology. I'm just reminding you who we are. You must have forgot. You try to make us forget. Mm -hmm. But I remember. And when you see me, you'll remember and you'll be put on notice. And I think for us, uh, Legacy Home Loans should embody greatness, and that's who we are.
1: And those are the two mic drops from the leaders. Uh, our CEO, Mr. Ben Slayton, our Senior Vice President, Mr. Nick Boucher, with Legacy Home Loans, where today on the first episode of Reclaiming the Legacy, we talked about the past, present, and we're gonna leave the future of legacy home loans for our segment next week so if you uh enjoy what we talked about today if you have questions you can also text those to 682-710-1101 again that number is 682-710-1101 you can text your comments there text your questions there and our team will definitely get back to you in a timely manner once again my name is Tita simon Rez, uh uh Regional manager with Legacy Home Loans, and my heart is just full today. Hey, um, you did
3: great today, brother. You
1: killed it, man.
0: You killed it,
1: Todd.
3: Huh?
0: You are the man. <laughs> yeah, man natural, right? You guys are
1: stopping me in the middle of my sign out. <laughs> Sorry, right, man, to you start over <laughs> again. My name is T. Ty Simon, uh, Regional Manager with Legacy Home Loans, and this is reclaiming the legacy, guys. As you see, we're family. We're human, right? We have fun. We talk. We laugh, and. uh and we have fun changing the narrative and closing the gap. There Legacy you go. Loans. Thank
0: T-Tob you guys so much Simon. for great
1: segment. We'll That's see you right.
0: next time. Regional manager, Southwest Region for Legacy Home Loans. And folks, I know you've got to be as excited as I am. But I do have a bone to pick with Nick Goucher. Nick Goucher, you were keeping the purple jackets from me. How dare you, Nick? <laughs> 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 you were keeping those purple jackets from me. I love those purple jackets, and yes, that means royalty. So you and Ben Slayton have done the right thing, and I want you to know, it is a pleasure, it is an honor, it is, oh my God, this is great. Can't get any greater than this. I see not only stars, this is going to the moon. This is wonderful. You guys have killed it, and that's a term I don't ever use. You guys have done this, and T-Talk Simon, regional manager for the Southeast region for Legacy Home Malls. You don't need me to be on the show with you do. I'm a visitor. You are great. You are great. Yes, Thank, you, very, very, Thank you, you very, very much. This was outstanding. There's so much more to talk about. Some of your people have been on. I see that Shantae was on, and she is so excited. She said that the best people on the planet, Nick Goucher and Ben Slayton, she said those are her favorite people. So you guys, this is absolutely wonderful. And thank you for bringing this historical show, historical moment. All of this stuff that you're doing will be in history. And thank you for bringing, bringing this to Intentional Talk Radio It is a pleasure. It is an honor. Thank you so much. And we will see you all next week. We've got so much more to talk about. Have a good evening, folks.
2: Bye bye.
0: Thank you. Thank you, T Top Simon. Boy, you put a pin in. <laughs>
2: You're yeah,
0: buddy. So yeah, buddy.
1: You the man. You the man. You got some more stuff coming. Y'all better stay tuned. Right.
0: All soon. right. Thank you so much. Thank you. We were just listening to a rebroadcast of Closing the Gap with Legacy featuring the father of black real estate in the United States, Mr. Ben Slayton. Thank you for joining us on ITRNradio.com.